Hello and welcome to The Scrum, the podcast where we discuss politics and political media from Beacon Hill to the Beltway. I'm Peter Katz. Today I'm joined by David Bernstein, I'm in in Washington, and Mara Dolan, the WGBH News opinion writer who is also the proprietor of The Mara Dolan Show on WCAP. We're going to start our conversation today with a clip. In countries in Scandinavia, like Denmark, Norway, Sweden, they are very democratic countries. Obviously, the voter turnout is a lot higher than it is in the United States. In those countries, health care is a right of all people. In those countries, college education, graduate school is free. Uh, in those countries, retirement benefits, child care are stronger than in the United States of America. And in those countries, by and large, government works for ordinary people in the middle class rather than, as is the case right now in our country, uh, for the billionaire I class. can hear the Republican attack ad right now. He wants America to look more like Scandinavia. That's right. That's right. And what's wrong with that? I'm sure our scrum listeners can recognize that voice, that Senator Bernie Sanders, Democrat of Vermont, running for president, and he's on the George Stephanopoulos show. <laughs> when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. And that voice belongs to ex-NBC employee Donald Trump. Mara had a great idea when I asked her on the show, and she said, look, why don't we explore the idea of how Sanders and Trump have become the two people, you know, leading in New Hampshire right now? So, Mara, since it was your bright idea, let me throw the ball in your court. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that Bernie Sanders is polling second. Donald Trump is also polling second. And yet both of those things are being treated very differently by the media. Bernie Sanders polling second is seen as a big threat to the presumptive nominee, Hillary Clinton, whereas Donald Trump coming in second is just sort of a sideshow joke. How come he's not seen as a threat? David, do you have a thought there? Well, I think that that there are differences. I, I think that Mara, as usual, uh, is very perceptive in, oh, you in seeing the, seeing the differences and <laughs> how they're being viewed. But, but first of all, uh, Trump is a joke. And so, you know, the, the media following him are not going to take him seriously no matter what. And, you know, the, the truth is that in a way, I think they're, they're taking him less seriously than they should. I think that for all of his jokiness and, and whatnot, um, that, you know, he's very easy to make fun of. He's obviously not going to end up being the nominee. But, you know, up there in New Hampshire, a certain percentage of people, and particularly uh, uh, Republicans, uh, are going to are going to like him. You know, there, there is a, a something to like about him, about his bluntness. There's a reason that he's popular on TV. You know, and they like some of the things he says. There's certainly plenty of space uh, in the New Hampshire Republican primary electorate for uh, someone to bash immigrants. You know, uh, that's been shown in in primaries past. And so he's, you know, he's going to be taking the lead on that. So I don't think that that his numbers are surprising that he's showing, you know, 15 percent or wherever he's showing. Um, but the truth is that that just sort of puts him in the middle of slightly ahead of a huge pack 
who are basically running neck and neck as we get started up there. Whereas Bernie Sanders, depending on which poll you, you look at, is clearly the alternative at the moment in Democratic primary voters' minds to the front runner. So that's a, a different thing, I think, than what you're seeing with Trump. I don't think that there's as much to it as some of the polls might lead you to suggest with Bernie Sanders, but he certainly has, at least for now, shown himself to be the alternative for those who want to at least say that they are not going to support Hillary Clinton. Let's stick with the Republicans for a second. I mean, it strikes me that Donald Trump is the thin man's Chris Christie. Um, <laughs> you know, the same bullying manner, um, the, the same sort of fake bravado. David, you know that on Twitter that the 14,000 views he had to date on his uh, YouTube announcement uh, pale by comparison with people like uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, who I, I think you said could attract that many people if she was flossing her teeth. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your take on the New Jersey governor? I think he's dead in the water. I, I think he is too, and and I think that he doesn't know exactly how to sell himself at this point. You know, he's he's uh, he's been planning for so long to run for president in this cycle. And he just didn't didn't have a, a plan B in place, so he's going through with it, even though his uh, his standing has really fallen apart uh, among Republicans, not just uh, across the board, but among Republicans. And his problem is, it's one thing to come back and rebuild your image um, if it's a small field, if you can sort of stand out as the alternative, like we were saying about Bernie Sanders, the alternative to the Jeb Bush or whatever. But he's in, in a crowded field where everyone's standing out as the alternative to something else. And I, I'll tell you, my, my first look at Christie's announcement is that he was sort of playing nice guy. The contrast against the Donald Trump bluntness uh, was really striking. And even compared with like a Scott Walker, who hasn't yet announced but is, is running, and, and Ted Cruz and some others, uh, you know, I don't think Chris Christie stands out as, as particularly blunt at all compared to the rest of the field. I don't know if Mara agrees. Well, Jack Schaefer of Politico said that um, it's Chris Christie's ego that's running for president. <laughs> I saw that. Is it Bernie Sanders' ego that's running for president? What do you think, oh. Mara? You're a... You're personally, a squishy, progressive uh, Democrat. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? Uh, no, I personally, I think, uh, I, I think it may have a little bit to do with Bernie Sanders's ego. I also think that it has to do with a sincere desire to have a presidential candidate who is on the left, who stands up for what the progressives are looking for, who supports single payer health care, who will say proudly that he's a socialist, that he doesn't shy away from those things. So I, I think that it's more ideological than it is ego. No, I, I agree. And I think Sanders is truly doing the Democratic Party a public service. And he's helping Hillary Clinton out as well. I think that he is. But we also have to give credit to Elizabeth Warren, who has been a much bigger figure nationally. And Bernie Sanders is picking up all of the support that she would have had if she had run for president. That's hard to argue with, but I will. Okay. I, I think, no, no, I, I think, listen, um, Elizabeth Warren has reset an agenda in Washington. Um, and, and that's because she's new, she's a woman, and people didn't take Bernie Sanders seriously. She was a professor from Harvard Law School, they do, and she's a very good politician. Um, 
But I think her influence in the party is overrated. I am not saying it's not considerable. I just think it's overrated. But, David, Bernie Sanders says a lot of things that I think the three of us would probably agree with. Why, when we get off the air, would we ultimately consider him a wingnut? Well, I don't think he's a wingnut. I think that that he is— Okay, I'm wrong. (laughs) I I don't think so. Um, I think that he is, um, you know, left of the mainstream, but he is— uh, for the most part, focusing on uh, pieces of his agenda that are fairly popular, especially within the Democratic base, but uh, but also, you know, some of the populist themes that he talks about uh, resonate across the board. Um, someone, look, someone was going to come at Hillary Clinton from the left. The success of the Hillary Clinton juggernaut is that it isn't anyone who will be taken seriously as as a potential nominee. But why not? At, why won't? Well, I, and by the way, an honest question, I yeah. just called him a wingnut, but I listen it, to him sometimes and say, I agree with that. I agree with uh, that. No, I, I agree with that, too. And I agree with what you just said about agreeing with him. Uh, but I think that his history has not been raked through the way Hillary Clinton's and the way other candidates have. So I think that if we went back, we would probably find things uh, that stood out. And he's controversial on guns. He doesn't have the coveted F from the NRA. He, I think he has a he C-. Also, uh, 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 he yeah. gets a pass on a lot of things, uh, which, which, you know, I mean, everybody, you know, has to at a certain point, right? But um, he's not quite where the base is on guns. He's not where the base is on immigration by any means. He, he opposed uh, the uh, the Ted Kennedy immigration reform right. Uh, That's right, uh, yep. act uh, it was one of the big reasons why that did not get passed. Um, he he uh, look very frankly, he is popular among white suburban mm-hmm. <laughs> upper middle class uh, um, Democrats, um, and that's a limited part of the Democratic Party. It is. Uh, let, it, you, let, know, let, you have to be able to get to get beyond that. You can do pretty well in New Hampshire with that, but yes. it, to go beyond that, See, yes. have, and I, there's no sign at this point that he digs at all into blacks, mm, uh, um, yeah. uh, Hispanics, uh, sort of working class women, single women. Uh, so that's a lot of the Democratic primary base that he, at least to this point, does not appeal to. See, okay. I think at this point, to me, he looks more like this year's Howard Dean. Howard Dean was also from Vermont, a neighboring state to New Hampshire, which already gives you a big advantage in New Hampshire. And he was polling at 44 percent in December of 2003. Three months later, he dropped out of the race. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think I, that I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, David, I, th- I think by highlighting um, minority votes, um, women's votes, you make a good point about Sanders. See, I'd like to see one of the things that I find interesting about Bernie Sanders is, for example, his position on guns. Because in Vermont, people of limited economic means hunt to help supplement the food budget in the, in the winter. And, and that's at odds with we comfortable urbanites who want to condemn every gun for every, any, any reason. Um, I mean, I'll... absolutely, and, and and in fact, his, his position on immigration that I was talking about uh, has to do with uh, with protecting uh, wage earners against uh, having having those wages uh, knocked down by uh, low wage earners, you know, coming into the country. Uh, um, on he was particularly worried about the the guest worker passes. But do you um, think so... he do you think he has a point there? 
Oh yeah, no, I. That's what I'm saying. Is See, I, I, I do. That he, yeah, I, I think that he has a point on a number of different issues. Um, but that's <laughs> having a good point does not necessarily mean that you're going to get a lot of primary votes. And, Touche. And the difference. <laughs> the, the difference. Um, <laughs> Sad but the, true. <laughs> the, the difference with uh, with Howard Dean. Howard Dean was able to stand out in a field of you know six or seven solid candidates. You know, there, there was no clear. Uh, front runner John Kerry was sort of the front runner, but you had a, a number of very solid candidates: Gephardt and Edwards, and uh, and uh, um, there were some others. There Le- were. Lieberman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he came out there. He he got a foothold as the anti-war candidate and and built that up uh, very well to the extent that he could. Um, but what Sanders really has been able to do right uh, to this point is not be Hillary Clinton. That's that's been enough for him to get a, a, a serious foothold, uh, clearly. But he's going to need to be more than that. And there's also a big question of whether if there is enough anti-Hillary sentiment for there to be a challenge in the primaries, will someone else take advantage of that? There's there's renewed talk of Joe Biden getting into the race. If Joe Biden gets into the race, that takes a lot of the air out of the Bernie Sanders uh, machinery. What are the so, odds of that, David? You know, it's very hard for me to, to say that it, what, what's been reported just the last couple of days is that uh, his son, uh, that his family in general uh, was very supportive of him running this year, that his son wanted him, uh, you know, his son who died earlier this year had really tried to talk him into running. And so, you know, he may uh, be uh, have that in mind as he's taking a second look at it. Uh, certainly, he had long thought that he wanted to run. Um, and I'll tell you something. There's a lot of, of people, especially uh, up here, uh, up in the Boston area, uh, who would be happy to join in on one last run for for their friend Joe Biden. He has a lot of good friends, could, could you starting know? with Larry, well, Larry Rasky, okay. uh, who's yeah. uh, you know, a big, big player there. Basically, was was essentially the communications director. I, I'm not sure if that was exactly the title, but uh, for, he was a major player for Biden's last uh, run at the presidency back in 2008. Um, and there were a lot. He raised a lot of money and had a lot of volunteers and and so forth. If he wanted to get in, um, I think there would be a lot of people who would be supportive of him. I don't think that he could ultimately put a real dent in the Hillary Clinton uh, juggernaut. But he he would become the interesting alternative, and I think it would be hard for uh, Bernie Sanders to keep getting oxygen. Mara, do, do you you were once active in Democratic politics? I was. Yes. Do you think Biden can get the traction? Do you think he would be viable if he ran? I think he has a number of things in his favor. Certainly, he's a very sympathetic figure right now, um, which does help. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, he can certainly tap into support that he's had by being Obama's vice president. But that can divide the party. So that's risky for him in a time when people really see that no matter who the Democratic and Republican nominees are, it's going to be a very close race. That being said, I think that Bernie Sanders can provide an opening for someone like Joe Biden. If Bernie Sanders weren't in the race, Hillary Clinton would look a lot farther to the left than she is because she's much farther to the left of all of the Republican field. So there may be an opening now for someone to come in in the middle. Why? Yeah, and I'll tell you, I I think that a lot of the Democratic activists do not give 
Hillary Clinton enough credit for how left she is running mm. uh, as a candidate this time. Uh, she didn't have to. She doesn't have to. And she really has taken on a lot of uh, very liberal themes. Uh, in a way, she there's a feeling as if she sort of jettisoned the centrist Bill Clinton uh Stuff that she has had has been saddled with, including her vote uh, uh, for authorizing the Iraq War, uh, but going back well. Well, be- uh, well you I, know, I was going to say, aside from foreign policy, I think Hillary's always been to the left of her husband. I mean, I I, I think that the what I would call Elizabeth Warren distortion about Hillary Clinton. Hmm. Um, has confused the party. By the way, I am not. I am at best ambivalent about Hillary Clinton, but I find it amazing the way people think she's some, you know, right center figure. She has always been firmly on the left with the with, with the one vote with, with the with, one with, vote. Well, not just the one vote. She is a hawk. She is hawkish. She's Don close to a neoconservative when it comes to foreign policy. Well, David, I think your comments about her not getting enough credit uh, from the Democrats for being as far to the left that she as she is is very interesting because my view of her platform and the way she's running the campaign in terms of messaging and even campaign strategy to a certain extent is the Democrats' blueprint. This is what they've been talking about for years at all the meetings of Democrats. They always talk about what she's talking about now. So it seems to me she's been listening very, very carefully. Let's let's move on here. Um, it would appear that the Supreme Court has settled the issue of gay marriage, of same-sex marriage, once and for all. But many in the Republican Party, especially Ted Cruz, yeah. want to turn this into an issue. Let's hear what Senator Cruz has to say before we move on to our discussion. I agree that the Supreme Court follows the opinions of Manhattan and Washington, D.C., but it doesn't follow the opinions of America. If the values had changed so much, there would be no need for the court to act because people would have acted democratically to change their marriage laws. That hadn't happened, which is why the court stepped in and thrown out the laws that the people did adopt. Are the Republicans really going to be able to make gay marriage an issue during the primary season? Well, it's it's it, Ted Cruz is running on it. Bobby Jindal says we should get rid of the Supreme Court of the United States. I mean, it's it's they're having some of them are having a very but, severe reaction to this. But these guys are, you know, pretty far behind in the they polls. They are. But in terms of what I view as the top tier, the three who actually have a shot at the nomination, Jeb Bush, Scott Walker, and Marco Rubio, are are not parroting those extremist views. D- David, what? Um Oh, how to phrase this. What, Look, there, what, what, what traction do you give what Chris Matthews calls the clown car Republicans? How well, important or destructive can they be? Well, look, if you are a, a conservative Republican uh, trying to get traction against other conservative Republicans in a field to, to be the challenger from the right to the moderate, uh, Jeb Bush or uh, I guess that would be who who you're thinking of as the moderate front runner. Um, there are certain things that you always want to bash. You always want to bash anyone associated with NBC, right? And that's like an automatic, right? Anybody from NBC says something or or ABC, you you bash them, and your base goes crazy. Bashing judges is just a great thing for for people in that position. Um, they love to do it. This gives them a great opportunity to do it. If you don't do it. 
it, you sort of lose traction against the others. I, I would keep an eye on Scott Walker to see how far he goes on the judge bashing because like um, like uh, uh, Mara just said, I think he has sort of the lead role as being the 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 candidate from the right without being too much in the clown car, as Peter puts it. But just to uh, to make the point against what you know what what uh, Cruz just said in that clip you you ran, there's a new poll out uh, from CNN showing that Americans agree with the Supreme Court decision on same-sex marriage, 59% agree. A very solid majority say they agree with that position. That's not just Manhattanites. That's across the country. <laughs> That's not part of and America. Something, and 63%, uh, if I've got the number right, agree on the Obamacare, upholding uh, Obamacare. So what was the number fact, on Obamacare? Could you repeat that? I believe 63%. Okay. Um, so, and that's that's a very solid majority, uh, you know, when you take out the, the don't know, you know, no opinions. Uh, those are very solid agreement numbers. So the, it's not going to play well uh, bashing the Supreme Court in the general election. The interesting thing is, you know, political scientists always say people don't vote for president based on the the notion of how many Supreme Court justices are going to, they're going to, you know, that's always an argument that, that ideologues make, but that regular voters don't listen to. You just have to wonder whether that's going to change with, with it being so much in the news about these, these very big decisions, whether it will start to have well, a role in the general election. Listen, my, my prediction is that on same-sex marriage, by this time next year, when we'll be getting ready to move into the um, conventions, it's going to be a dead issue. It's going to be forgotten. Um, the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, I'm not so sure about. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's a ball that still has some play. Um, Listen, we're we're almost out of time here. Let me ask you to put both of you on the spot here. Okay. Who do you think will be the ultimate nominee of each party? I think that uh, Hillary Clinton will be the Democratic nominee, and I think that uh, oh, this one's harder. I, no, that's that's a tough one. I'm going with Jeb Bush. Yeah, David. Yeah, I I think that Jeb Bush is probably the, still the favorite uh, in my mind, but. Uh, but the reason you're seeing so many Republicans run is because he's a very slim favorite. He's not a strong mm. favorite. Right. And I assume you feel the same about Hillary Clinton. I mean, that yeah, he'll be the— Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, I think that Hillary will be the nominee. Well, I'll put myself on the spot, and um, I think it is going to be a, a Bush-Clinton. Oh. Um, I do think it's going to be Unanimous. a Bush-Clinton. Um, but I'll go first. I think Bush has a chance to win. Very quickly. What do you think? Yes, I think he has a chance to win. David? Uh, I, I do. Uh, I think that that it's going to depend a lot on the on Obama's numbers. Obama's numbers are creeping up a little bit, but we'll see if that if it stays that way. It's an excellent point, and we're going to end on that one. Mara, David, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Great to do it. Now, 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 people, being the president is not on my mind. No, it ain't. I ain't thinking about it. And never private seem too much to me like doing time. Thank you for listening. You can find links to iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud on our website, wgbhnews.org slash scrum. You can also email us feedback and ideas at scrum 
at WGBH.org. And please do. I'm Peter Kadzis. Our producer is Amanda McGowan. We'll talk to you again soon. Now, now, partner. Being the president is not what I want to be. Now, 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 partner. Being the president is not what I want to be. <laughs> no, it ain't. But, but you know what? But if I run for mayor,